Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast with your ever-faithful host, Joel McDonald, that is me, and as always, my very, very good friend and co-host, Mr. Kyron Morrison. How are you doing good, sir? Joel, I'm doing pretty good, all things considered. Uh, We are one person short Mm -hmm. of our our promised episode from last week. Yeah, just, like, just hold on to that. Like, we we will take a trip to the Sea of Stars very soon. Um, but due to scheduling conflicts, we weren't able to make that happen this week. So I'll give you a tease. It's very fucking good. Yeah, it's fucking great. The game fucking slaps. But um, yeah, we, we'll do it next week. But also with you know, talking about uh, some stuff uh, we'll talk about later, probably that might also get delayed again a week. So who knows? Who knows at this stage? Stay tuned for Sea of Stars. But right now, uh, we're going to talk about some other stuff. But Anyway, before we get into that, though, Kyron, um, have you been doing anything, any extracurricular activities this week? It's so funny when I actually have an answer to that, because it's like, you do a lead-in, and I'm like, well, yeah, I do. Yep. I did actually do a thing this week. I did. I went to the um, Indie Symphony last night at the Hamer Hall, which is a, just a, a an orchestra, Victoria Orchestra, put on a show, a bunch of soundtracks from uh, a bunch of just popular indie games, um, some of them... Obviously internationally famous, and then also a handful of Australian-made picks as well. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that's what I did last night, and obviously it was incredible. Yep. It was immaculate. Mm-hmm. Um, hearing Journey Live, obviously a dream come true, but especially because because I honestly didn't even realise. Well, I mean, I knew... It didn't click, but of course Austin Wintory would be there for it. Yeah. Because I was reading I was reading back over the, like, the description of a show, I'm like, it even says it right there. Yeah. And I was just like, when I was reading it at first, I was like, yeah, yeah, Austin Winter. Because it was like sort of listing composers. Yeah. Like, yeah, he did the music for Journey and Stray God, so that makes sense. But um, yeah, no, he was actually there in person for the show, which was incredible. So obviously he was there for the Journey stuff. And him and... Uh, I just want to get, make sure I get their names right. Because I always refer to them as just as Tripod. But yeah. it, was, yeah. it was Austin Wintery. And yeah, Stephen Gates and Simon Hall from Tripod yeah. talking about the process of making Stray Gods, which is also very yeah. cool. So it was Yon- Yoni and yeah, and, and, and Gatesy. Gatesy yeah. But this is like, I feel like I shouldn't like they're very in the capacity as like, like yeah, you are Tripod, but you are Gatesy. I, we we wrote a song for you back at Bendigo Senior. Yeah, we did. We yeah. gave you an idea for a song for a, a fucking a workshop thing. Yeah, <laughs> and it, it was, was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. And yeah. here you are now doing video game soundtracks with um Austin Wintry, obviously. Montaigne as well, but yeah. they, they weren't there, unfortunately. No, yeah. But um, I think they're living in Sydney now, so I think they moved recently from Melbourne. We'll come back down. Yes. Come, come down from this awesome Could concert. But it's fine. It was still great. Uh, it was a few other, a few of the other composers were there, but I, but I, in the audience, they didn't do their, their bits. Um, Christopher Larkin from, obviously, Team Cherry and Hollow Knight was there. And I believe they said that Kevin Penkin from, from um, Necrobaristas... Nice. What's the name of Red Death Studio? It was um. Uh, we should know this. We, we did. Should. We covered this game literally four years. Yep, we did. We absolutely did. And then we didn't actually finish playing that game. Uh, Route fifty nine. That's the one. Um, yeah. yeah. I actually I've decided that I'm gonna fully because after watching I was like I do need to like fully go through this game. Obviously, because it's got yep. like, the extra stuff as well. Yep. It's on Switch, so maybe I'll try to pick it up there. Yeah. Seems like a perfect switch game. That might be But a um, yeah, so I'll, look, what I'll do is I'll real quickly I'll run through the stuff they went through mm-hmm. in the um, in the concert because it was great. Yeah, they started with um, "Reach of a Summit" by mm-hmm. Lena Rain from Celeste. Oh, fucking so good. Yeah, it's an eleven-minute song, so it was just incredible. And obviously, they also had their the um, 
the screen in use as well, yeah. as well as to show like footage of the games as they were playing the songs, which is obviously always incredibly effective. Mm-hmm. So that was great. They did the Morning Tree from by Jessica Curry from Everybody's Gone to the Rapture. Uh, they did Nascence, Apotheosis, and I was born for this by from by Austin Wintery from Journey, and they had I think it was. Dimitri, Dimitri Shepard was the vocalist for I Was Born For This, and it was beautiful. Uh, they did Paper Boats. They then had a, a, a super giant block. Mm-hmm. So they did Paper Boats and we, all, we Are All Become from Transistor by Darren Corb, and The Lament of Orpheus and In the Blood, also by Darren Corb from Hades. Fuck. Uh, and those ones, yeah, the vocals were handled by um, Jude Pearl. Oh, fucking Jude Pearl. Yeah. God damn. The more I hear about this, the more I'm kicking myself at it and going, Jude Pearl fucking rules. As we were watching the show, we were just like, like, because I was there with our good friend Ben and um, our friend Brendan, and we was like, I wish I'd just like made Joel come. I like it's it's so like it was in a moment where I was having I a know. bit of a downer and I was like, I just I need to stop spending money on things. Like I've got other concerts and stuff, I've got to put you know factory in, I don't know if I can make it work and stuff. I was just trying to be responsible and now I'm just like, God fucking damn it. Responsible Joel strikes again. But you were yeah, responsible. I was, yeah. For um, better or worse. So yeah, obviously yeah, Jim Pearl was there and then also the, the other vocals were handled by Stephen Gates and Simon Hall from Tripod. Um, which was rad. Yep. Uh, then they had an intermission after that, so we had, we had 20 minutes of um, stretch your legs, yep. all that sort of stuff. Came back and got straight into it. For, so the second half was basically the Aussie block. Yeah. They started with Stray Gods, where they did a drift and challenging a queen, mm-hmm. where, again, Jude Pearl was standing in for um, Laura Bailey in both songs, and they had Madison Green in challenging a queen for the parts by Mary Elizabeth McGlynn. Mm-hmm. Incredible. Just yep. incredible. I also just love the song Challenging a Queen. It's one of my I mean, I've only I'm halfway through Stray Gods, but that's already a standout for me. I really yep. enjoyed it. And it was just fun because obviously they did a completely different version of a song that I did. Like their version was like Of oh, course. Yeah. I didn't get mine didn't sound anything like that. Mine was basically like my um Grace just like spat lyric. Like she just I was because when I was factoring in how I was gonna approach that, I'm like, well, this is Persephone. I, obviously I want to bite back, so I was choosing the aggressive option. So again, yeah. that was just another little cool way to see a different take on that song. And Austin Winter was very quick to remind me and audiences like that all four versions of the soundtrack are on Spotify, but obviously it's impossible to capture every permeation yeah. of the music. Yeah. Because like every choice you make ripples into the next choice you make. So mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. it's really cool that they did that. Even though there was a couple of kinks trying to get it all up there apparently. Um Yeah, I, I believe. Yeah, there was like a couple of kinks in, in terms of like licensing and things like I don't know licensing, but like like how to get like multiples of the same also, soundtrack up there and things. I also had no idea that they they and again again it makes sense the game was made mostly in Australia. All the orchestration in that game is by the Victoria Orchestra. Does it? I was like, oh shit, there Fuck you yeah. go. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I actually had no idea about that, so that's even better. Um, so yeah, definitely. Again, if anything, about the idea of okay, choose your own adventure. Musical sounds good. Definitely check out Stray Gods. I will finish it. <laughs> like. It's one of those games that, I don't know, because I haven't finished it yet, so it's hard to talk about. But I think with a slightly different approach to their marketing, mm-hmm. yeah. like, it's just like, and even even that aside, it's a, like games in themselves are generally miracles that they exist. I don't know how this game exists. Yeah, it's, like, yeah, how, like the behind the scenes stuff for it is like, would be fascinating. Yeah. I'd love like a full like no clip documentary on this. Yeah, well again, because they were there talking about the process of doing it and um, Austin... And Simon Hall were both talking about how it's just sort of like a, 
like a flow down chart and all that and, and Casey was just like it's not that at all he was just like so imagine like you start drawing lines out and then it just goes bleh <laughs> it's just like it just explodes it's a mess yep <laughs> right like, that's how that's how it feels like <laughs> to when you when you're trying to make a game like that so again can't yep. believe they pulled it off uh then they actually did a necro perista block with um they did better bittersweet taste of death and charms of midnight by kevin penkin which i actually completely forgot that was even going to be there mm-hmm. so when i mentioned it i was kind of it was a nice little surprise yeah um then they finished it off with just a, a bunch of hollow night songs by oh. christopher larkin and oh. hollow night soundtrack is beautiful is gorgeous um and hearing it with the footage being but whoever was doing they did the capture on like playing hollow knight clearly from team cherry because they were a pro yeah right like they were fighting <laughs> all, all these bosses and all that didn't even get a scratch until oh. they got to they were doing the song from the last boss and they they were getting hit there yeah but i'm like how are you so, you're so good at this game you must be from team cherry that, 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 they're doing that thing there was a whole thing a while ago about like djs making mistakes whilst playing live to prove that they're actually playing live um, like, like actually doing the work. Yeah. Um, I wonder if that was just a case of just like, oh, no, I got hit. Oh, oh I got no. hit. Oh, I'm, actually, I'm, I'm human just like you. It's not <laughs> It's not an AI. <laughs> I haven't written the script for this. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so we did a bunch of Hollow Knight songs. It's some incredible ones. Uh, and they finished up with a fucking, I mean, I assume it's a Silk Song track because all the footage they showed on the screen behind it mm-hmm. was Silk Song. Yeah. And boy, that that was energy I didn't expect to leave that place with. Was just being like, oh, that's right. I desperately, 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 desperately want Silk Song. Like we don't need reminders on like how much we want to play that game. We just like just like, all by all means, let it cook. Take your time, Team Cherry. Like, I played it at PAX 2019. I know it's a real well, video game. I know. I know. I have a pin. I can prove it. It's, yep. No, I remember watching you do it and then me going, nah, it's all right. Maybe I'll play it at the next one. And then also COVID happened. Yeah. And then <laughs> this game went silent for about four years. Um, yeah. So I, I, yeah, I'm just, yeah, I am very, I'm a little disappointed I didn't go. I, I, I probably should have. What I can, what I'm comparing, what I think of comparing it to is you remember, it may have even been that same PAX, the 2019 one. There was yeah. that Saturday night or Friday night in the sort of concert they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they have a stuff like, oh. What's that mobile game? Florence? Ah, uh, yes. Yes. It had like some other games like Florence in there instead. But that also had a bunch of Hollow Knight in it as well. Mm-hmm. This really just felt like a, a big, big version of that. Yeah, like, again, right. Hamer Hall was pretty patched from what I could tell, which was amazing. Yeah. Makes, gives me hope that maybe these events sort of it's, won't be so rare. I'm wondering if like how many of... I'm not trying to downplay it because I'm sure there were a lot of people who were there and knew what they were there for. But I know there's like season pass stuff for like the MSO and things that you can get. Yeah. I wonder how many people rocked up and went and was like, oh, what's going on here? And then like left going, actually, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Maybe I should check this shit out. Like it's very, like obviously very likely, but it was just good to see it so packed. So. Yeah. That's awesome. That's really cool. Uh, but yeah, so that was an incredible evening. So glad I went. Not to rub in your face, Joel, but I would have been kicking myself if I didn't go. Yeah, look, look, it's fine. You made a responsible choice. I did. I am proud I of you. Hey, at, at PAX, at least we got announced that yeah, uh, got... the consoles are going to be there on Friday night. That's going to be a that's gonna yeah. Be a I'm good really time. curious about that because I kind of wanted to just go vibe to a concert, but they also mentioned some rhythm game part. I'm like, uh, I'm not... Yeah, it's fucking ticking boxes for me, man. Like, I'm uh, going to be the one vibing in a seat somewhere. <laughs> You'll be the one shrinking into your seat, just pointing to the to me next to you just go and pick him like fucking do he'll go i'm just here to vibe man yeah that's fine i'm sure you'll be able to sweet consoles covers yeah that's gonna be a fun time but 
yeah, I, I, I am sad I miss this. Because like, I'm, like, looking at the list here, and I'm like, I've played at least a little bit of a lot, like, nearly all of these games. I think the only one I haven't played any of is Everybody's Gone to the Rapture. Yeah, I've, I've played a... I've Sam. I've, well, I finished most of them. The only one I haven't finished out of these is yeah, everybody's going to a rapture mm. and Hollow Knight. Just because every time I try to, I get like ninety yeah. percent of the way through. Yep, and then something else comes up because the game is so big and it's I so big. and I don't want to skimp on activities. But yeah, so I, but ironically enough, I'm like I've re-downloaded it on my Switch again because I walked out of that thing just being like I want to play Hollow Knight. Yeah, right. I mean I walked about out of that thing saying I want to play all of these games. Yes. But the Silk Song stinger at the end made me go, but I want to play Hollow Knight. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I think I restarted it again, like, in the last year or so. And, like, was like, yeah, I'm going to play I own it game. everywhere, so, yeah. like, I have the- Yeah, I, I, look, cause I, the only place I think I own it is on Switch. Because I bought it on Switch. And, um, like, when it came out, I think. Yeah, because it did the shadow drop on mm-hmm. Switch, didn't it? And I was like, yep, it was, P- it was PC first for a while, but then Switch yep. was the shadow drop during an E3. Mm-hmm. Because I was like... I can finally play Hollow Knight. Yep, yep. That and was... Then I bought it on PlayStation when it came to PlayStation. Yeah, yeah. I should, yeah, I should probably do. It. I think it's on the Plus Pass, isn't it? I can't. You're not going to be keeping the Plus Pass. Yeah, strong. probably won't be. Don't bank on that. It's <laughs> fucking shit because yeah, I got a lot of things on there that I, I am enjoying. It's okay. You at least you don't have to worry about Ape Escape anymore. Nah, no. Gosh. Damn. <laughs> um. But yeah, that, that's what I. That's honestly the extracurricular, not entirely, but sort of video game adjacent thing I've been doing. Yeah. Video games involved, but I was at an I was enjoying a cultured evening. Yep. At the theater. With, 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 with an orchestra. Yeah, lovely. <laughs> well, I've just been I, I apart from like playing some games here and there, ones that we're probably not going to talk about this week. Um I, I mean I been I dipped back into Armor Core for a little bit. Um made some more progress in that. I'm still enjoying it. Um but you've heard me talk about that game. Um and I've been watching some stuff. I went back and finally, like, started powering through the bear. Fucking, I know I'm super late to the party, and I knew, obviously, that it's, everyone already knows that it's fantastic. But if you don't know about the bear, holy shit. There's some fucking, like, top-tier level episodes of television in that series. And the one I watched last night in season two, like jaw-dropping just for a lot of reasons that i don't know because you haven't started season two yet have you no i haven't been watching any tv apart from buffy because i've got too many games to play yeah that's fair um yeah no like oh boy like i started and didn't realize that it was an hour-long episode and i was like oh but then i got halfway through and i'm like well i'm committed to this now i need to watch the end of this you've got to watch it while you can in case disney plus decides that that's one of the shows they get rid of (laughs) no i fucking hope not well, I mean, I'm nearly done with it. I'm like halfway through the season two, so and it won't take me long to finish the rest of it. But um, yeah, so I've been watching The Bear. Uh, I've also been watching... <laughs> so, Kyron, I don't think I've told you this. I've been watching... Because um, kind of funny, are doing their latest in-review that they're doing, Saw in-review. And so I watched their first two episodes because the first two of the first two movies that I've seen. <laughs> so I got through like them talking about Saw 2 and being like, all right, cool. I'm like, am I going to commit to this? Am I going to commit to watching? So I watched Saw 3. It was fine. It was all right. I, like, and I, I, I was speaking with our very good friend, Ben. You have good video games you could be playing, and just, you're watching terrible movies instead. I was very tired, and I just wanted to oh. just 
like zone out for a bit. There are less awful movies you could be watching. This is why I haven't spoken to you about this. There is one good <laughs> Saw movie. It's the first one. The second one's pretty good. Two's okay. The second one's okay. But like, it's not in the same grade or tier as the first one. It's no, it's not. And then that's like, when I checked out because then it became really bland torture porn. So, yeah. I, just, so I just bailed. Yeah, look, I, but I just, I really enjoy Kind of Funny's content and I'm really enjoying hearing them talk about the series. So I'm like, I, so I, I, I messaged our good friend Ben. And he's pretty excited that I'm watching it. And he's like, I gotta, he's like, I gotta warn you, man. It's all downhill from here. And I'm like, oh, I know. So my, my aim is maybe to get caught up and maybe go be his plus one to see Saw X. Podcast listeners, I want to remind you all that Joel hasn't watched Return of the King. That's all. That's what I, that's what I say that. He's watching these garbage, trashy Saw movies. Has not watched Return of the King. It's fine. I am a garbage, trashy human being. I'm done with this discussion. <laughs> I am legitimately, I'm tapping out. It's all yours, Joel. It's say funny. what you want to say, but I'm, I'm out. It's funny because I started like, I started talking about like, oh yeah, I'll bring up the bear. And I was like, I also watched Saw 3. And I'm like, oh, Karen's going to fucking hate this. Um, so yeah, anyway, that's what I've been watching. But before Karen shanks me. I won't um, shank you. I'll just leave the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, like. I, I get emotionally shanks me. Uh, I, I'm going to kick us over to a cheeky little quest log. Mission completed. Quest log. The quest log is, uh, of course, what we've been playing segment of the show, uh, where we bring uh, what we've been playing and have a bit of a chat about them to the show. Uh, like we mentioned at the top of the show, we uh, were going to be talking about Sea of Stars this week, but due to scheduling conflicts, we are not doing that this week. Um, so next week, maybe, who knows? Question Please mark. Please be excited. Yeah, question mark. Uh, but we have been sort of dipping into a few things here and there. So, um, Karen, I'm going to let you talk about something that you enjoy before. Thank uh, you, Joel. I deserve <laughs> it after having to listen to you <laughs> fucking sore in this damn podcast. <sighs> it makes me so mad. Uh, live or die, make your choice. Uh, Karen. I choose die. <laughs> if I need to escape it. <laughs> uh, what, what have you been playing? You I mean- have been playing a little video game called Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis, mm-hmm. which, uh, shock and horror, I am enjoying. Yep. It is an FF7 adjacent release. Uh, it is worth mentioning. I mean, you probably already know this by now, because if you like FF7, you've probably downloaded it. <laughs> but if you haven't, be aware... It is a gacha game. It's mm-hmm. a gacha pawn game. There is RNG gambling packs that it will try to sell you almost all the time. Mm-hmm. And any possible interval between you actually playing the game, it's like, hey, there's a little pack you could buy now. And I'm like, oh, yeah, how much is that? 1,200 crystals. How, what, how much would 1,200 crystals, crystals send me back? Oh, 20 bucks, huh? Mm. No, I think I'm good. Yep. The good news is, and I guess like this could change in the future. Right now, I'm not feeling the, the stress of it. Um, the gacha stuff is all tied to, again, these things do have stats and stuff, but costumes and weapons. Right. And frankly, eh, <laughs> because every gacha pond that's ever really ruined me is because of characters. Yeah. Because like, I want that fucking character. Yeah. I love that character. Not a problem here because all the characters are included. Uh, so that's, that's, I just wanted to get that out of the way first because that's it is, good. it is, a, yep. it is a gacha game. So like if you, if that if having those annoying little pop-ups annoys you, this game might be a struggle. Because okay. it is it is there. It is present. Right. Um, but beyond that, it's I'm I'm enjoying it. Like, essentially, what this game is striving to do is to retell the stories of 
the other FF7 games that aren't remake, because obviously, well, it's been a few years. Yeah. Uh, remakes go in kind of a different direction. Yeah. So there needs to be a way to sort of, you know, catch some people up who maybe, but also maybe they don't want to play, like FF7, if you do a full run through, it could be like 40, 50 hours. Yeah, right. Uh, and these versions of the stories are abridged. So oh, okay. Interesting. They're focusing on, on particular story points. Uh, they are, they said they're going to be doing chapters sort of on a schedule, which I was like, what do you mean? And then I started playing and I was like, oh, I understand now because what this game has, so the, the moment-to-moment gameplay mm-hmm. is it has like the visual novel sort of style conversations with like little portraits, which is all new art, looks great. Um, and then moving around the screen is sort of reminiscent of the original FF7, but like nicer, like it looks better. It's not okay. like a Lego blocky model. It could, literally, I was watching, I'm like, you should, you should honestly just make seven. Like, do it In like this. Style. Make it look like this and just release it. Like, yeah. whatever. Um, so that's fine. And I was like, I still, I wonder. When I got into combat and I was reminded that this, like, that's how the game looks outside of combat. In combat, it looks like remake. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's like full on high quality models of the characters and the enemies. That's awesome. And the music is blaring. And I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. You, we really can't be rushing ahead in these chapters because we haven't got any characters past Yuffie. Right, <laughs> so okay. So can't be having, like, Sid and Vincent and all that showing up here. Yeah. So I was like, all right, fair enough, whatever. Yep. So it's fine. Also, that other, a lot of mobile games do it in chapters. It's that these, these ones I feel like I'm enjoying and engaging with more because I do legitimately give a shit yeah, right. about the story. Right. Like, I play, I play a lot of them, and sometimes I'm like... Uh, skip text. I just, yeah. to, I just want to do this dumb, this dumb game part. I'm like, whoa, whoa, no, no, no. Let me read the story again. Because obviously there's also a a modern localization of it. Because right. obviously, okay. even even when FF7 came back, the localization was not great. Obviously, mm. I don't think it was as bad as like, oh, what is that? What is the air of quote? I can't remember now. That, something about feeling sick or feel sick or whatever. But it's bad. That, some of the localization stuff in the original FF7 quite awful yeah right so i think i think the the um expectation for lack of a better word because i don't want to make it sound like we're, we're we're being too entitled here but like i think the expectation is now it's like well you know we kind of want to know uh, have a, a good localization of things and i think that that process is a lot more prioritized than it maybe it was oh yeah absolutely originally. and like i don't think it's too much to ask like again it was a different time when ff7 was first getting put into english because it was honestly it was Japan first video game and like honestly for a lot of those games back in the day we were lucky if we even got an English version I remember playing a lot of Japanese RPGs with like English fan patches and that was just that was how I got through I'm like Mm -hmm. alright this is what I'm doing I'm playing Fire Emblem from a Super Nintendo with an English fan patch and that's not great but I can read it at least yeah (laughs) you get the general idea of what's going on exactly so it is actually kind of nice to have this sort of um, fresh localization and take on a lot of this dialogue and they, they are still keeping a lot of a charm from the original like what barrett still when barrett swears it's still like symbols like at awesome. and exclamation marks sort of stuff so i'm like oh no barrett you you potty mouth bastard <laughs> that didn't make it into a remake like he no. swears a couple of times but oh boy yeah i think there was like yeah it was it was cool that they sort of showed some restraint with that because it sort of made i agree but they i but also yeah they need to leave sid as Swearer McSwearface. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Maybe that's why they're like, look, Maybe. we're going to... Saving it all for we're Sid. Gonna, yeah, save it for Sid. Um, 
Yeah. How long have you been through, like, what's available at this stage? I've been through, I mean, because it also, how it, how it plays out is, again, I think because it's, like, still tutorial mm-hmm. phase of the game's rollout. Uh, so initially it comes with the early chapters from FF7, uh, Crisis Core, and The First Soldier. Mm-hmm. So, and you start in seven, and then when you get a certain way through, I think once I got past the church with Cloud and Era fighting Reno, mm-hmm. then I got to start Crisis Core. And I think after a couple of chapters of that, I get to start First Soldier. And obviously, I get it. First Soldier is the one I want to get to. Right. So I'm like, oh, that's the one with young Sephiroth. That's the one I that's the one I care about. Yeah. So they're making me wait for it. Making me work for it. Yeah, of course. 100%. Um, but yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how this game continues to unfold presumably if they keep going with it that means you'll get stuff like i think i think they were talking about adapting like one of the light novels that talks a bit like has like tifa first joining avalanche of course there's before crisis right. there's advent children there's dare i say it dirge of cerberus i was gonna say is dirge of cerberus <laughs> making an appearance here yeah. i i would be so curious because if nothing else, at least Dirge of Cerberus would play like an RPG. Yeah, well. Um, <laughs> and so, obviously as well, because it plays through story chapters, uh, if, you're doing, if you are doing the story chapters, you can use, like, obviously the story characters. Mm-hmm. Like, so for a lot of Seven, it's like Cloud and Barrett, or Cloud Tifa Barrett, or Cloud Aerith. Crisis Core is just Zack. Um, but obviously they're also aware that, like, I don't know, maybe some people don't want to just use Zack. So you can use a custom party when you get, I think, into... Chapter two of Crisis Core. Okay, they do just mention it's like, look, if you play it with the story characters, that's a that's a challenge or a quest or something. Right, so you yeah. don't have to do it. You can, if you're like Zach is boring, you can play the Crisis Core stuff where it's like all the story is just normal Crisis Core. And then you go into combat, it's just like, oh, Cloud's here for some reason. Yeah, whatever, who cares? Yeah. Um, so yeah, but yeah, I don't know. I'm really enjoying it. Obviously, again, I feel like I'm emphasizing it a lot, but it's a gacha game. Yeah, so right. Tempius expectations coming into a free-to-play mobile game, as yeah. always. Yeah. Um, I've started to unlock other stuff. Like they've got a co-op mode. I'm not sure what that's about. Um, there's like replayable dungeons which take like stages, and you can run through them to get like items and stuff, and then fight the boss for loot and stuff. That's cool. Um, I, I, honestly, you're kind of selling this to me. I, I I feel like I'm I am in that category of someone who played remake and had played. Let's face it, most of, like, OG7. Um, but then, um, our, our, again, wonderful friend Ben was just like, I they're going to play it. This is how it ends. And I was like, okay, cool. So, like, I, I never finished it properly. So I was like, I'll play Remake. I'm in that category of, like, someone who hasn't really experienced all the adjacent stories especially. Well, there is a lot of them. So it's yeah, not on you. It's not exactly. on you. There is a surprising amount of them. And I was going to, I was like, I was kind of going to to play through like the Crisis Core. It's good re-release, but um, there's some real relics of it being a PSP game in there still. Right. But overall, that ending makes it worth playing. Right. <laughs> that, that, but like how that game all sort of wraps up, even though you you, you probably know. If you don't know, I won't say anything. But like. Yeah, it's worth it. I mean, it, it, it's it's and plus it's got more Aerith, and everyone, everyone who's a smart person loves Aerith. It's like an alternate version. That, that ending is an alternate version of things that happen in. Uh, I'm not saying. Yeah, that. right. Cool. <laughs> just no, in case, fun. Just like, fun. Like it's fun. Just because of how it's like when um like when an old game is getting remade, like FF7. I'm like, sorry, this now strikes all previous FF7 talk once again. Yeah, right. As spoiler. Yeah, right. 
That's just fair. to be safe. That's fair. That's fair. Could be different in the remake ones. We don't know, but yeah. just to play it safe, we'll just play it cool. Um, if uh, yeah, so would you recommend this as like again, like gacha, <sighs> gacha from mechanics aside and things like that? Would you recommend this as a good way to sort of catch yourself up? I mean, I think if you're curious and you can overlook again, but sometimes there are a lot of pop ups. <laughs> right. It's just like, hey, do you want to buy crystals? And you're just like, not really, Square Enix. I just want to catch up on FF Seven. Yeah. You can do that, but sometimes you might be you might have to like X out of a couple of extra screens. Uh, you can play it on um, Android emulators on PC as well. Okay, cool. Which is I'm like, oh man, it's because so, I just honestly, I would love to play this on Switch or like yeah. on a console because yep. it's almost there. It's just to like knock away some you know gashapon pop ups. Which hey, like you know we accepted that in Genshin. That's it. So like, like I- fucking let's just do it. Square, put this on console. Yeah. No, it's yeah, McGinchin and like I guess Honkai Star Rail as well. When it when it comes to when it comes to PlayStation, yeah. um, yeah, like it's yeah. It's honestly, this is like selling it to me a little bit. Like maybe of like before I go to bed each night, just like I'm just gonna play a little bit of a chapter yeah. and just like do a little bit of reading before bed, oh, sort of thing. The other thing is, it is um, it is Japanese. Like all the voice acting is Japanese, which is weird for me because mm. I haven't. The last time I engaged with like Japanese FF Seven was like. One day after university, when someone finally had a torrent up online for the original Advent Children, mm. I remember going running back to Ben's place after uni, like we've got to watch this. Yep, like it's in a show in Japanese. We've got subtitles. I don't care. Yeah, um, but at the same time, it's also nostalgic because I think I don't know if they changed the voice actors in, in the Japanese version. The English version, they decided full clean like English dub. I think I think the Japanese dub might be the same. I can't remember. Right, if I, I could be wrong. But either way, just a heads up as well, like, the voice acting is in Japanese. That might change, because mm. FF7 is big budget, so maybe in the next few months they'll start to roll out English stuff. We'll see. But it could be, like, an interim thing to sort of, like, give themselves a little bit more time <laughs> in the schedule to sort of get uh, Rebirth out the door a little bit. But, um, if the, yeah, the schedule thing is what's going on. They might, like, hey, instead of a new chapter this month, you're getting English... Localization voice acting. Here you go. They also might just keep it Japanese just for the sake yeah. of ease. Like. True. Yep. I mean, yeah, I guess it depends on how many people are engaging with it. So yeah. I guess I'm spoiled just because, again, I have also played a bit of Honkai Star yeah. Rail on my phone. That thing is like full English. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, right. wow. Yeah. Um, you guys went all out for this. I might check this out, actually. It's good. I might um, just like, to, you know, out of curiosity, I think. It's weird. It's just like a little pocket FF7 remake, right? Like... The budget's clearly there. The soundtrack slaps. Like, hearing a lot of the, the remake songs, I'm like, oh, man, I really need to play remake. But I'm like, no, I can't do it until there's a rebirth for release date. So I've got to... This is actually doing a good job of holding me over until yeah. I know when I need to start my 7 remake replay. Well, I, I, I need to go back to the 7 remake too because I've got to play it's through fucking DLC. Yeah, That's fun. I yeah. love that Yuffie DLC. Yeah, I, I, I keep going to do it. And every time I go to do it, it's just like, it makes it so difficult for me to do. Like... I'm like, cool, all right, because it's like, all right, now you need the disc. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then if I have the disc readily available, which I don't at the moment, it's packed away somewhere with all my shit. And I'm like, okay, all right, put the disc in. And I'm like, all right, cool, we're downloading the PS4 version. I'm like, no, don't. You could be doing that instead of watching Saw movies. I know, but it's so much, there's less work involved in that. I don't know, I disagree. <laughs> uh, there's less work involved in that. Like, I'm not saying I'm going to commit to the whole thing, but maybe we'll see. I would say you have to have a much higher tolerance to watch the rest of those movies. <laughs> yeah. When you do, like, looking, like, making sure the right disc is installing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know what, <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me, Karen. Um, I really don't. 
Uh, well, the first step is admitting it. Uh, yeah, well, that's it. Well, I mean, like, the only thing I really played this week apart from, um, uh, yeah, Armored Core and Sea of Stars, which I've been playing a lot of, um, this weekend, which probably by the time this goes out, it's going to be the end of, but um, Lego 2K Drive was free to play on PlayStation. Like, the full game was just like, it's a weekend trial, you can just download the game and play as much as you want. Um, so I was like, cool, it's a game I've been looking at for a long time, um, and I've seen the reviews, I know, again, like, talking about uh, predatory monetization and things like that um, in, like, what is essentially a family kids game is pretty gross. Thanks, 2K! Yeah, so I was like, I'll, I'm going to give it a go. And look, yes, all that stuff is there, like, and it is really gross, and <laughs> I don't like it, and it, like, I don't know. And the gameplay itself is really good. I think there is something special there. I think there is something really cool there that they're doing. Um, like little things like your car has health. And so obviously the more that you like stack it, the more that it like bits will break off and eventually it will like kind of like in the, like the Lego like platformer games when you like explode into bricks and then you have to have like a respawn basically. Yeah similar thing here but the cool thing is like to repair your car um or your vehicle or whatever is you're driving at the time it encourages you to smash through like breakable objects like trees or smaller buildings or other cars like so it encourages you to sort of because there's nothing more satisfying than just watching a whole bunch of lego bricks just fucking explode into like a million pieces in a video game setting yeah in a video game setting yeah in, I mean, in, in real life i could see that depending on what they're exploding out of heartbreaking in a controlled setting where i'm like that's i know exactly that's what i'm doing i've made just like this random bullshit tower i'm just gonna knock it the fuck down that would be great don't tell me you're not like a little bit emotionally attached to that tower joel it depends like a little bit it depends on how many like mini figs they put inside and yeah <laughs> How much right. story I give with them. Fair um, enough. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, that repairs your car. So like you, you'll you'll get health back for that. Um, there's like stats for your cars. The other cool mechanic is that um, one of the cool mechanics is that uh, you have like a loadout of what cars that you have, or what vehicles that you have. Because if you're on a road, you're in your road vehicle. If you go off road, it automatically like changes into your, um, like, off-road vehicle. And then if you drive into water, it transforms into a boat. Um, and it just does it. You don't have to press anything. It just does that. Um, and each three of those forms will have different stats and things that you can um, improve and, like, get different uh, ability, like, different cars to sort of put in those slots. Um, and you can have, like, different loadouts where you're just like, cool, I'll, I really want to have, like, a fast on-road car, but I want to have, like, a sturdy off-road one, and then my boat, I want it to be able to corner really well. And you can start, like, getting in the weeds with that kind of stuff. Um, but at its base level, it's just fun to drive around and just knock stuff over. Well, that's, um, that's what matters the most. Yeah. And it's cool that, like, in normally in a driving game, like, R2 will be your accelerator, and L2 will be your brake. They don't call it the brake in this. They call it the drift button. So... And it does the same thing where it's like you hold that and it will initiate a drift. And it's like, okay, cool. They're like playing on the idea of it's like, well, you don't need brakes. Nobody needs brakes. We don't need to call them brakes. We'll call it something fun that everybody wants to do, which is drifting. Um, and I thought that was like a nice little like 
touch there. Um, obviously, it still reverses you if you need it when if you stack it into a wall and you need to reverse back. That That's how you do it. But um, you've also got a boost button. All the sort of trappings are here. Um, you can jump. There is a dedicated jump button for your cars. So you can sort of do some... Sure. You can do some, like, weird platforming. It's kind of fun because, like, you'll go over a jump and you'll, like, have to time, like, hitting the jump button off the top of it to sort of get a little bit more air to maybe get up to a certain other point. I can see how that could be a thing going forward. Um, and to able to find, like, little secrets because there's, like, it's got that Lego Lego video game uh, element of being, like, a collectathon as well. There's, like, stuff around and, like, random shit that you can pick up. I used to like that, but I'm kind of sick of it in the uh, other games. I must admit, a bit, I, I don't know if I'm viewing it through, like, different eyes by playing it with someone who is sort of playing it for the first time. Um, I don't know if it's, if it's like, it, it's scratching an itch again, where I'm like, ah, oh, it's kind of fun. Um, the, the coolest thing, I think, about this, and the thing that I was like, oh, man, if I had, like, just a weekend and I was in the mood to do it, I would just sit and fuck around with this, is, like, the builder. So there's like a, there's a garage that you can go and you can like, um, you've got like different cars and stuff that you can go through. And if you go through and build them instruct by like build them via their instructions and don't skip because you can skip parts as well to go through if it's too hard or whatever. It's like a little like puzzle game where you've just got to like rotate the car around. And be like, I've got all these pieces here. They're highlighted on the car. But oh, that one looks like that spot. I'm going to put it there. And then you can rotate it around and stuff. And if you go through that, at the end of it, you can use like the in-game money to like buy those parts so you can use them in your own builds, which is where things get very interesting. So in the own build section where it's like you just start from scratch and create your own thing and build whatever you want. It'll give you the option to, you'll have to choose like a base for your car, whether it be, first of all, like an off-road road vehicle or a boat. And then it'll give you some sort of more selections in that with different stats. And then from there, it's just like, cool, here's the base and the wheels. Here's a bunch of Lego. And it's just like sitting down with a bucket of Lego and just being like, I'm going to put this here. Hmm, okay, interesting. And it, it is intuitive enough on a controller that it kind of works. I feel like on a PC, it might be a bit better. Uh, it would be nice to sort of get in there with a mouse and be a bit more fine-tuned with it. Um, but, yeah, I, I started doing it. I was like, oh, no, I need to back out of this right now because this is going to take some time, but it would be very cool to do. Building stuff is like that. That's how I felt about when I've been seeing people doing the Starfield shipbuilding. I'm yeah. like, oh, that would ruin me. Yeah. That would, if I, like, once I got to that point in Starfield... You would not see me for a weekend. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, it's like the same thing. It's just like sitting down. Yeah, like I said, with a virtual bucket yeah. of Lego and just making cars out of it. And then the cool thing is, it's like, well, now you've built that, you can go, and you've got like restrictions of like how much you can put on it and things like that as well. There are like bars and stuff depending. That on makes sense. The, but yeah, and I'm like, it's still a video game that has like memory that has to absolutely. keep in check. <laughs> and also too, like they want to make it so that like whatever you're building is functional that you can take it out on the track and use it because you that can I, that i don't agree with like let me make a monstrosity that, that cannot race oh i bet you can make an, a re, some real fucking monstrosities in this game and then still get them out on the road have you seen any dick cars online i haven't no i haven't okay. actually looked into like oh, okay. what people have downloaded and stuff like that um but yeah but again like some of the cool stuff like other cars that you can buy you've got to use this money that you can earn in the game but if you want to buy a little bit more, you can get it a lot quicker and you can buy these cool cars. Um, 2KY. Yeah, it's it's so baffling. Because, like, I, again, I believe 
that there is there is a very cool video game in here and a very cool video game that is great for families and like situations for people like that I'm in right now where I have a son who's starting to get really interested in video games and really likes Lego and likes racing cars like this would be so much fun to sort of like fuck around with with him but I'm like even on sale for like forty nine dollars I'm like oh, just it's the extra price tags to come with it. Exactly. The yeah. good news is, like, I mean, it doesn't have the Lego in it, but there is a new Hot Wheels game around the corner. That's very true. And we have played that one together, and it is a lot of fun. Hot and Wheels Unleashed, surprisingly good video yeah, game. Yeah. Does I it? I have to admit. It I, does it right. And, and they are still doing the extra purchase stuff in there, but, like, I don't know, it feels different. Well, it, well it's, it's just passes and stuff, isn't it? It's not they like do a, season buzz. You can buy it. There's, there's sometimes they do, like, car packs. But in my mind, it's just like, that's just like going to the shop and buying a Hot Wheels car for two. And then they're like, they're like two bucks. It's like, all right, cool. I'm going to buy this cool car for $2. And they look so good. The detail, the the, the models look so can detailed. You, can you buy car packs in Lego 2K Drive? Or are you just buying currency to buy stuff? I think you can buy not car packs. I think you can buy, you can use the in-game currency to buy like new parts, cars, like instructions for the cars, essentially. It's, yeah, it's weird how they do it, but also... Because I could see it being cool in that if you, like, were buying new Lego cars, then you could take their parts and use them in your other builds. I think so. Like, okay. I think that might come... That might be with it as well. I haven't really got that far into okay. the weeds with the building stuff. Um, but there there are parts that you can buy as well. So, like, there are, like, certain... I was like, what's this thing here? It was, like, L-shaped connector bricks. And I'm like... Oh, at least at least FF Seven Ever Crisis is free to start. Well, that's it. Like this is this is like at full price. This is like a seventy nine dollar video game. So I yeah, I don't know. Take that with you. Will there is something there? It is just a shame that it's got that sort of gross two K monetization in it, and like the fucking the drive pass has its own menu and it has to load to get into it, and it makes a big deal out of it. And I'm like, this is so course it does yeah it's it's like anything i've seen of like nba 2k like it's like that thing where it's like this is my team and it's like it's just it, yeah it, it's really disappointing because i think the idea of like an open world lego racer is such a cool idea and being able to build your own cars is even cooler um yeah it's a shame but i don't know if i'm gonna go back to it it's nice that i've had a chance to actually check it out finally um but I've got a whole bunch of other shit that, that my son is very excited to play. And Hot Wheels 2 around the corner. There's Hot Wheels 2, there's Super Mario Wonder, like, yeah, like, a bunch of shit that it's going to be way more better bang for our buck and enjoyable, I guess. And not by 2K. Yeah, very much. Very <laughs> much, very much. Um, is there anything else you've been playing, Kyron? Oh, I mean, nothing new. Like, again, there's the game that we're not talking about this week. Mm-hmm. I've been plugging away that. Mm-hmm. I have obviously been plugging away... At the new Destiny season, as per usual, mm-hmm. but outside of that, not really. Just like, like obviously the main game for the next episode. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. and like, I mean, more bottles gate, but again, it's not. There's no point talking about that now. Yeah. Again, until finished, until completion, until credits, because I mean, the game is on PlayStation now, which um, yep. it does run very nicely on PlayStation. Mm-hmm. It takes a bit of time. Coming from a PC version and going to a controller, that's what I'm curious. I have about. to like relearn the entire game. Yeah, but as I'm picking it up, it's getting easier. 
Because I have some people saying that 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 is a point of contention for for them personally, uh, it being on a on a controller. So I'm I mean, curious to see how it plays on. Initially, I was like that, but you can. So how it works? Because basically, on PC, you've obviously got all your abilities on a bar and a bottom, mm-hmm. um, and that's how it was in Divinity Two, I think, on mm-hmm. console. But this one actually has them all applied to radial menus, mm-hmm. and you can fully customize a radial menu to have whatever you want on there. Okay. So basically, I've built like a you know push dash jump sort of menu and i've put it build a skill menu and i've got my inventory menu so yeah it's just it's just mostly just relearning how to play the game and even if that stuff is a is it a downside everything else is ups as far as i'm concerned okay. like it feels better on a console it feels and, and again you can plug a controller into the pc version to play it mm-hmm. like that on pc which is great um i just prefer being able to steer my characters i hate clicking a point to make a character move right it takes me so far out of the game i'm just like <laughs> i'm just like sitting back in my chair just clicking i'm like yeah go there oh you set up a trap of course you fucking did yeah awesome whereas at least now with a joystick i'm steering my character so when when i get my infamous perception check failed i can stop immediately and be like all right everyone turn around because there's something bad near here and i don't know what it is because you all failed your perception checks. Yeah, yeah. So I cannot see it. So that clearly means that this, like, this uh, AC is very high. Yeah. This skill check is very high. So we're, we're just going to leave. We're just going to leave. Yep. Not going to risk it. Um, yeah. And I do like you can bring the camera in relatively close, and it makes me remember how much I love Dragon Age Origins. Just a, such a good video game. Jesus Christ. Where to go, Larian? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, well, if that's the case, then I think it's... Uh, it's the end of our quest log for this week. I think it's time for us to move over into uh, a little bonus round. Bonus round. The bonus round is our uh, whatever we want to talk about segment of the show. Um, uh, we've got a few news stories this week, uh, and they're all sort of like, doesn't really work for a dope or nope because there's not really any that we kind of want to nope as such. Um, so we thought we'd chuck him in a bonus round, have a chat about him. Um, kicking off, let's, let's, let's dive right into it. If only because we do it every time. No, uh, I mean, yeah, look, uh, EA, uh, EA, E3, uh, the ESA. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> has confirmed, I got there eventually. The ESA has confirmed that, uh, E3 will not be returning in 2024, uh, and that also that the, um, the, they have parted ways with Reed Pop, who were running the show. Uh, this year round that's bleak by the way yeah like yep read pop came on for one year they came on for the first year this year mm-hmm. to make the 2023 show happen and it fell apart yep and then even read pop's just like you know what yeah we actually don't need this <laughs> yeah no and they don't because like read pop have so many other conventions even outside of like packs and all the packs yeah, basically and all the comic cons they do and, and then there's yeah. comic con and then there's a whole bunch of other niche ones as well that they do so mm, yeah. um yeah they don't need they don't need e3 which begs the question does anyone need e3 anymore like clockwork though mm-hmm. when this announcement happened like this when this was first appearing on twitter everyone's favorite man <laughs> Who clearly has notifications turned on? Oh, he 
Twitter. Was quick to remind everyone that Summer Game Fest will return next June. He's it's it's almost becoming like it's so funny. It's funny, but it's almost becoming just like like we get it, Jeff. Okay, <laughs> Jesus, he is punching down <laughs> so hard right now. And, and, and I guess like honestly, if there's someone you're gonna punch down on, may as well be the ESA. Yeah, the ESA. And I would still say it's punching up. Like the ESA are massive and also very. They've had every chance to fix these three, and they've fucked it up every single time and mm-hmm. this is just the latest in their long line of failures <laughs> yeah so um, i mean look it's yeah it, it, oh my god this is such a shit show and i'm like okay can we can this be the time that we put the the final nail in the coffin this is it it's done we have summer game fest for better or worse this is what we're doing from now on um because it's just like it is just like that fucking episode of The Simpsons with the... Stop. Little... Oh, okay, yeah. No, oh, yeah, stop, stop, it's already dead. He's yeah, already it's dead. A, it's a little guy. It's a yeah, little airborne. Just a little airborne. It's still good. Like, <laughs> Dad, it's gone. Oh, I know. Like, that's that's where we're at right now with E3, I think. The kicker is as well, they... Despite this news, the ESA apparently has not cancelled. It's like, no, 2024 show's not cancelled, guys. Come on. Um, even though, you know, gamesindustry.biz says the trade body is working on a complete reinvention of this show for 2025. So, again, who knows? We'll probably do the song and dance again next year. The yep. ESA is like, yeah, E3's coming back this June, guys. And then in, like, maybe they'll be like, actually, it's not. We're going to do an online thing, though. And it's like, actually, we're not doing that either. Because no one's going to show up. Yeah. It's just, oh, okay. So, yeah, look forward to that, I guess. Again, it does suck. I love video game Christmas. Yeah. Jeff Keighley's Summer Game Fest kickoff is great. Feel like it's a great little tight two-hour show. But, I don't know, the big boys still don't feel the need to play because they don't have to. And they never have to, really. No, they don't. They're big enough to do their own thing. I mean, before all of, like, COVID and everything as well, like, Nintendo kind of proved that... Oh, yeah, they were like, what like, are you idiots doing? Yeah, we're going to do a fucking, like, finely produced, like, Digital showcase. showcase. Digital showcase. We're, Pre-recorded. Yep. All done, no mistakes. We're not having fucking Wii controllers not working while yeah, I'm exactly. trying to showcase. Oh, poor Miyamoto. Yeah. Oh gosh. Um, we're not gonna have that happen anymore. Like, yeah, we're, we're, exactly. It, we have complete control over what we're putting out into the market. And then after Sony came out and basically perfected, very true, the press conference, like mm-hmm. these expensive, lavish ads. Mm-hmm. They were like, "Cool, we've won." We're just going to do what Nintendo do now. Let's just do digital presentations. It is cheaper and it is easier. And that's it. Like, it's, yeah, it's more cost effective and it's, it, it still has the same, especially for people like us who are never ever going to get to one of those live events, really. Like, it's... I will say, not necessarily. Like, I do, I don't know, as dumb as it is, sometimes the crowd really gets gets me going for a lot of that yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like, that, like, but again, it was, it was Sony. That, that legendary E3 where they had, yeah. um... You know, FF7 remake and mm-hmm. Last Guardian and Shenmue 3. Like, I still think about one guy who's like standing up when they have a Shenmue 3 like Kickstarter kickoff, and he's just like clapping and yeah. like, yeah, good for you, dude. And like, then that was the year after that was the the God, God of War, War one. one. Yeah, yeah, like it's, it's with and, the orchestra. Yeah, like, like fuck, oh. insanely good. And yeah, like, yeah, like like you're right. That they, they sort of like perfected that, so no one else has really been able to sort of capture that magic ever again. Um, I would say. You were saying about like the crowd getting like involved and fast like to be able to go to one of those events. I do like the idea that they've been doing with like broadcasting them in cinemas. If yeah, they made cool. that more of like a worldwide thing, 
if they could get some like Australian cinemas on board with it, that would be great. Like, I mean, like I know that Fortress does stuff for the Microsoft ones. Uh, and they but did I think Ubisoft that's mostly, as well. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think they did Ubisoft as well. Uh, but yeah, it's it's tough because time zones. You know, it, that's the thing as well. Like it, it would be nice just to be able to have like a like an event that we could go to as well and do that. I mean, we got packs as well, but you know, we do have packs in like packs. under a month now. Yeah, do you know what we don't have? E3 anymore. No, we so don't. It's done. No, just wait till no. next year, Joel. No, this will be the one. No, it's fucking... 2024 will be the one, Joel. It's fucking done. Cut to us. Like you said, next year yeah, being in, like, in oh, come on back. Oh, yeah. like, and then in May, oh, turns out it's not. Yeah. We've um, done We've all we've done this like time and time again at this point. Yeah, so look forward to hearing more about that next year i just couldn't yeah like when i saw that read pop had parted ways i'm like that you guys like, signed a multi-year deal you tried one and then we're like you know what nah man they were like <laughs> it's worth us taking the hit on this we'll because it's like, not... we'll see ourselves out <laughs> yeah um all right speaking of uh, things to get really we're into rumor about, land we're into rumor land and speaking of those like shiny flash well-produced um, Nintendo Directs. We are potentially on the precipice of hearing about a new one coming in the coming days. Um, who knows? By the time this episode comes out, we could it could be out there. Like Nintendo was so wild with their fucking directs at the moment. Where it's like Nintendo Directs coming out in eight hours. Get excited! And you're like fuck. Okay. Yeah, because of that, I, I really I don't want to spend too much time on this. The only reason no. I've, we even bought it here is because. Again, rumor, 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 but also maybe if you super care, skip ahead because this could constitute as a direct spoiler. Uh, yeah, I but guess. Like yeah. A, a, a reputable, I guess, leaker is the best way to put it. Like, um, Pyro is a Twitter user. Mm-hmm. So apparently, allegedly, have a, according to VGC, Video Games Chronicle here, they've got a pretty strong track record when it comes to Nintendo leaks. They added Mario Brothers, Mario Super Mario Brothers Wonder ahead of its official announcement. They're teasing an F-Zero thing for this thing. And yeah. um, that's not fair, first of all, because you can't play with my emotions like that. Yeah, you can't right. play with my feelings like that. But this, 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 I remember part of me was just like, when they had the Mario Wonder stuff, I was like, yeah. oh, maybe we're not getting a September Direct. And then this is kicked off. I'm like, all right, we... Sounds like we are. Uh, I wish it would just happen. Yeah, it's it's pretty wild, like too, because yeah, we had that Wonder Direct, and then we also had like in the last couple of days that video with Charles Martinet and Miyamoto. Papa, sort of, as he calls him. Oh, <laughs> seriously! Oh my god, I watched that video and I actually got a little emotional, a little teary. I was just like, I was so happy, and yeah, hearing like Charles Martinet talk about how much passion he has for for video games in general, really, when it comes down to it, um, was so lovely to hear. Um, but, yeah, so uh, we had that happen. So those are two things that could have been I know, in weird. a direct. So, it's so weird. I don't know what they were getting out ahead of, like, or what, but they made that decision. So that's why... That, I c- and we also have the news that Nintendo have said that we're not going to know who... They're not going to talk about who's voicing Mario now until that I after Mario Wonder comes out. I don't like that. I don't love it either. Because someone's going to get the game early yep. and they're going to post a picture of the credits and that's how we're going to find yep. out. Yeah, it's going to be... Yeah. yeah I, would, I, I would kind of like to just meet this new voice actor, honestly. It would have been nice just to roll on from that that Charles Martinet video and roll into... Hey, yeah. 
He is our. He's the young blood we got coming yeah, in to would, take over. Because I do genuinely want to meet this new Mario. Like, mm-hmm. but yeah, Nintendo's just like, no, we'll find out when when you finish the game. I'm like, all right, that's a weird decision. It's super <laughs> weird. Like, just like meet the voice actor. Uh, yeah, I yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I, so the rumor is about this direct that uh, could be coming on the, the the number that was getting kicked around was like September thirteenth, I think, which would be, I guess. Northern I think hemisphere so. time. Yeah, it's um, like, I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, I don't want to talk about it too much because if if it happens next week, this is already pointless. <laughs> yeah, right. It's, um, yeah, there's, a, a, the fact that it's by, uh, like, what can be, you know, uh, like, called a reputable leaker, I guess. Um, interesting. Interesting stuff. I, I kind of hope so. It'd be nice. Obviously, it would be nice. But we'll also, see. I mean, like, if they are getting out ahead of things like this, like by putting those other two things out, like, what does that mean if there is a direct coming? Like, again, keeping expectations in check. Does that mean like all this wild shit's gonna fucking happen? Then I mean, if if F Zero's been kicked around, what's to say? There's also talk of I'm a- seeing more of the that Princess Peach game that we saw, like. Half a second but it, of, but then why have a Mario one? No, I refuse. I refuse. Yeah. Like that's so. It just makes that Mario Brothers Wonder thing even weirder. Yeah, the, the original reveal of a Peach game was weird enough. Yeah, but I mean, like frustratingly pointless is what I would say. But again, this is Nintendo. I we're know. talking about like it, like anything and everything could happen. So. Ex- if it happens, expect maybe a 30-second look, but I, if this direct happens, I expect port, ports, 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 ports. Yeah. Because we're going to touch on it in a second. Switch 2 is around the corner. Yep. Nintendo is not going to talk about it yet, Mm-mm. despite the fact that everyone, literally everyone else is. Yeah. I mean, well, let's move into that. Like, I, there is, like, uh, I mean, there were not even rumors anymore. I think it's, there's been... Well, I mean, I would still classify them as rumors, but we've got two pretty, like, people who, like, some a couple of sources that usually are on the money with some stuff. Yeah. So as long as, as long as we don't bring up Star Fox GP, uh, no one talk about Star Fox GP. I don't, I, they fooled everyone. God damn it. There's a really good digital you know gaming about it. And boy, do they fool literally everyone. Yeah. It's, it's so frustrating. Cause that anyway, we, if you want to hear me talk about that, uh, hear us talk about that, like go back like a hundred episodes and you'll probably hear us talk about that. Um, yeah. So uh, uh, over on Eurogamer and video games chronicle, um, there has been uh, talks from a another. Uh, who was the source? The source from? is just like they're, so, they're not they're not named. It was a third party like third party source. Yeah. Source claims that third party studios devs were being shown behind closed doors at Gamescom. Mm-hmm. Switch to. And Eurogamer mentioned that they heard that there was a you know high frame rate, high fidelity Breath of the Wild being shown. Uh, Video Games Chronicle confer- like doubles down on that, yep. but also mentions that they, they was shown an impressive demo of the Matrix Awakens Unreal Engine 5 tech demo, yep. uh, showcasing this new Switch's ability to, I think, use DLSS and stuff to sort of make games look better than they normally would. Mm-hmm. So again, it's just... <sighs> I just want the Switch 2. <laughs> Literally, uh, yeah, look. I just want 
a new Switch. And it's, that, that's the frustrating part, isn't it? Because we know Nintendo are just going to be like, I don't know what you're fucking talking yeah, about, mate. So like, like I said, yeah, when this Direct happens, even though literally everyone is talking about these Switch rumors right now, Nintendo will not mention it. They absolutely will not. not. Like, in fact, I would be surprised if, they, like, when they do their tweet about it, they'll be like, this Direct will focus exclusively on Switch games coming in the next, like, you know, before the end of the year and early 2024. And they've said before where they're like, They've mentioned things about like no hardware. Yeah, like mentioned. no yeah. hardware will be revealed or like yeah. no new. Yeah, no, 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 it'll be some yeah. statement like that where it'll be like no, there'll be no but news here's the on, thing. on hardware or anything. Like I don't even think they'll say that. I don't think yeah. they'll just be like, ah, oh, it's not happening, guys. I guess because then that sort of alludes to the fact that it's like, well, when are you going to talk about that hardware? So um, next January is when they're going to talk about hardware. Absolutely, there will be. Um, yeah, I, this is fascinating and sort of like wild and i had to like i remember when i saw that the, the headline pop up i had to reread it like three times and just like wait wait yeah i was just sitting wait. there i saw the Eurogamer article first and i was like mm. all right i guess that's just what it is now mm. this is what it is again like i said like the entire sense it's like cool switch 2 is exists um it is happening mm. nintendo will not tell us about it for a good few months <laughs> yep um yeah gosh who fucking knows? I, because I certainly don't. But, I mean, rumor towns. I love being here. It's their favorite place to be. It is. I mean, I this one seems even more more frustrating because it's like, like everyone's just like, come on, man. Like we know. But also, I get why they're not doing. And it. also that too. It's like I get it, but like Switch is still making bank for them. Yeah, exactly. And, and they if, just if, released one of the highest rated games of all time this year on the Switch. Like, yeah. it's like, whatever, dudes. And we have a brand new 2D Mario coming yeah. out for it. Like, it, yeah, I get it. But also, it's just like, everyone's like, come on, man. Come on. Come on. Um, I, The only reason I'm so invested is because I want to see Metroid Prime 4. Well, that's the thing, And I right? think this is where I'm seeing it. Yeah. Whenever the Switch 2 shows up, mm-hmm. my I'm banking on that's where it's going to show up. And, like... That's a good thing. So okay. that, that 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 is that is absolutely technical best case showcase. Scenario. Yeah, I was gonna say that is best case scenario. Um, but yeah, that's uh, what we got to this week. Yeah, I was trying to think if there's anything else we we're gonna bring up, but like again, slightly short episode. Yep, just because Sea of Stars is now next week. Um, and who knows, maybe a direct. Fuck, don't uh, Nintendo. Yeah, can that- you just don't just do it the week after next, please. <laughs> No, it's fine. Fucking let's go. Let's go. Because, uh, you know, it sucks as well. If we do get one, that's like, f- fucking stoke up the fires of the Silk Song rumor mill. Like, here we go. Yeah, well, Silk Song. Um, someone checking on. Oh, what's the website? Game- oh. Is it Games Radar? Uh, no, no, it's not Games Radar because they're actually, like, okay. It's. God, I'm getting- oh, gosh. I'm annoyed. What is it? I can't believe I've forgotten. It's something like Screen Rant, like Maybe, that, that yeah, vibe. Yeah, it's one of those sort of ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Game Rant. Or it like, might be Game Rant. It might be Game Rant. Yeah. He used to do, like, run all the Elden Ring articles and yeah. never run Silk Song ones. Yeah, it was like, oh, after four years, I don't believe this game's <laughs> actually going to come out. It's real. I played it at PAX. Yeah. A, oh, God. You know what? I don't want to say how many years ago. It, it's real. Team Cherry are still a small studio. Wow. Like, Based in South Australia, like, like going back, and, go back and watch it. Going, go back and watch the Xbox trailer and watch that twenty minutes of footage from the Nintendo Treehouse. Like, this is 
this game, when it was first talked about, when Silksong was first revealed, it's like, oh yeah, it's going to be a cool little expansion for Hollow Knight. <laughs> this is like a full-on sequel. It's yeah. like, it's big. This is going to be a, yeah, fully fledged. This is a big a big boy game now. Yeah, and if it's going to be bigger than Hollow Knight, that's oh, I mean, scary. Please don't, <laughs> please don't be bigger than Hollow Knight. That's but just like if, Yeah, if it's like equivalent in size to Hollow Knight, then yeah, like yeah. it's going to take some time to make. Of course, yeah. Obviously, um, I want it, but let it cook. I guess the other small piece of news I'll track on at the end here, and it's not surprising. And even they said their reasoning, and I was like, I get it. Is uh, Alone in the Dark delayed oh, yes. delayed until early next year? I was like, we need to get out of October. I'm like, I respect yeah. it. Like you were looking like you were going to be that Halloween game that people picked up, mm. but then Alan Wake Two got announced, yeah, and then also. Alan Wake 2 got pushed back to pretty much Halloween. Yeah. And then every other game in existence was like, oh, we're going to come out in October too. Yeah. So it's a shame. A good decision to bounce out of that month. (laughs) It does feel like it's going to be like a good, like, worst case scenario, like trashy, fun vibe. Hopefully. For for a spooky time. Fingers crossed. But then Alan Wake's just like, what if I was a horror game, but also just stellar? (laughs) Yeah. But also, and and also I continue, well, they've said that it's like, you don't need to have played Alan Wake 1, really, to, to know what's going on in this one. But, like, let's face it, it's a continuation of not only Alan Wake... Alan Wake and Control. But Control, and fucking probably setting up whatever this fucking Remedy well, that, what's cinematic his fa- universe or what is. What's his face from um, Quantum... Like, not as the character he was, but... Um, oh, Sean Ashmore? Sean Ashmore's in this mm. as well now. I'm going to look up his name, because I saw his name and I was like, are you kidding me? It's, yeah, I tried to play Quantum Break. It was not very good. Like, the game part of it. I didn't even get to the TV show. Um, but, yeah. Sean Ashmore's great. His n- character's name is Tim Breaker. I was like, Tim Tim Breaker, huh? You really... Oh. Are you, is that what you... Is, that's what we're going with? You know you're going to get to the end of Alan Wake 2 and just be like, fucking brilliant. You've I know. Like, yeah. Oh, that I get it. That's Great. amazing. Guess I've got to go play Quantum Break. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, that's the thing. I finished Control. Let me control. fire up Game Pass. <laughs> I finished Control and I was like, oh, man, I'm really going to play it. And, like, and then the, all the, the stuff came out about like Remedy making this like complete like cinematic universe thing. And I'm like, I'm going to have to play Quantum Break, <laughs> aren't I? And I started <sighs> playing it. I'm like, this is a bad game. Like, Well, I think um in some of the new Alan Wake 2 footage, they're bringing back enemies from American Nightmare. Interesting. Where which I also didn't play. When you, but basically, I mean, so I think, I think, if I recall correctly, how they work is when you take the flashlight off of them, they split into two. Uh, <laughs> yeah, baby, I can't wait for this game. Yeah, I want to play it, and I probably will play it at some point. I just don't know when. It's yeah, Spider Man's there as well, and I need to play Spider Man because Spider Man. I love Spider Man. Spider Man. It's the best. Karen, I think it's an episode. Yes, I think it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bring us home. Um, as always, thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast. We do appreciate you lending us your ears. Uh, so we can just yell at them for a bit. Even if it's me just yelling about how much I don't like the Saw movies past one. Like, <laughs> you're welcome, I guess. Um, just being disappointed in Joel. Love him, but still disappointed in him. Like a, like a parent, I guess. I'm, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. That's my aim in life. <laughs> That's my lot in life. Well, this is what I do. Well, at least you're, at least you're honest. This is what I do. I just embrace it now. It's fine. Um, F- so- F- Fast and Furious like, <sighs> changed me as a man. That's, yeah. God damn it. I'm just, I don't watch reality TV or anything like that. This is my, like, trashy output, like, 
filter that I have where I was like, I need to find somewhere to sort of store all this shit. So, yeah. Are you good now? Yeah, I'm good. All right, good. <laughs> if you want to support us, then feel free to chuck us a rating, a thumbs up, a review on whatever podcast platform you listen to us on. It helps and makes all the difference. And while you're there, also go and check out Love Letters. We'll do the same thing because, you know, it's pretty fun good and Jason's a pretty good dude and does a pretty good show. Yep. Joel's been on there. He, he can attest to it. It's fun, if you ever get a chance, it's a fun show to be on. That's still, I know you're going to maybe that's, be on sometime soon. It's big in a topic, really. Yeah, yeah. But, like, you as the listener out there, like, if, if you ever get a chance to be on that show, it's a fucking good time. If you at some point, if you wake up with a message from Jesse, say yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, maybe that's read it through a couple of times, but then say yes. <laughs> yeah, actually, also very reread. True. Yeah, um, and of course, if you want to follow us on social media, you can find us over on Twitter where we are Dialogue Options. Um, we're also on Instagram and Facebook, but I don't really use them. Yeah, I mean Instagram maybe once when Pax Weekend we'll probably Pax will probably do some stuff on Instagram stuff. just because Instagram is literally a photo platform yeah exactly and we are an audio podcast so mm-hmm. yeah we do photos I'm sorry it's just not for us no um, but yeah so you can find us on those social media platforms as for our individual accounts uh, well I guess you could also go follow us at, at Story Mode AUS account as well just yes. in case you know they retweet stuff retweets us retweets love letters just a good overall umbrella area to catch all that stuff mm-hmm um, as for our individual accounts, you can find me on Twitter, where I'm at X, where most of my tweets have been about the concert last night and FF7 Ever Crisis. So I have to go back a little bit to find something relevant. I actually, you know what? I'll go off this one. So two things. Nintendo is doing a Mario Kart 8 Deluxe bundle for the Switch. So I saw someone did the God meme... Damn. Of Lisa and Bart. Oh my god. <laughs> rock, paper, scissors. Where Lisa's like, poor predictable Nintendo. Always picks Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Bundle. And yeah. then Bart's like, good old Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Bundle. Nothing beats that. Uh, it's, <laughs> yep. That's. It's pretty accurate. Scarily accurate, yeah. Um, the other thing is, uh, over the PAX West um, weekend, the Rift of a Necrodancer account was just tweeting out a bunch of songs from the game and like composers and like artists who were involved. And I tro- tweeted out one with um, Alex Mokala involved. And it's just like, I can't wait to play that game. Fuck yeah. I retweeted the song, go listen to it. It's fucking amazing. That game's going to be great. The fucking Necrodancer team are just awesome. Like, god damn. Can't wait for that game. But um, that's, again, like I said, most of my tweets have been about the Indie Symphony and. Ever crisis, and you just listen to that, so you yep. don't want to read those tweets. Yeah, you can read them if you want, but I don't expect you to. Joel, where can I find you? Uh, you can find me at Jolly Mac, where I haven't really tweeted much. I tweeted about the bear. That was the first thing I've tweeted in a long while, apart from retweeting our own shit. Um, but yeah, man, yeah. If you if you know, you know. The Seven Fishes episode of the bear. Holy shit! Oh boy. Um, that is a that is a. It's shooting up the list in like my favorite TV shows list. And that's after finishing watching Succession this year. Like, it's it's fucking great. Succession is so good. Though. It is very good, yeah. And it's also, Succession has the benefit of, like, being complete. It, that's true. Um, The Bear is good. The Bear has the half hour, for the most part, episodes going for it as well. So that's that's a winner. That's a big ticket in Boogie. You can churn through, like, three episodes and be like, oh, I didn't. I only watched, th- I watched three whole episodes instead of watching, like, an hour and a half movie or something. That's fine but yeah that's all i've been tweeting about well then a wonderful a little wonderful outro take us out and we'll catch you all next time
Dialogue Options Podcast.